Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... So this inefficiency of resources create then huge problems. At the end, animal agriculture is the leading cause of mm. deforestation, of biodiversity loss, of groundwater contamination, and also to antibiotic resistance. World Health Experts says that it can, can be a problem for future health crises. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 317 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Mark Coloma. Mark Coloma food activist and Chura CEO, was born in Barcelona in 1991. And Mark has been involved in social activism since he was just 16 years old. In 2015, he decided to take part in an entrepreneurship program to create solutions to the problems in the current food system. His aim was, and is still, to bring attractive solutions and thus make livestock obsolete. In 2017, after extensive research, Shira was created and launched into the Spanish market, a second generation of plant-based meat proudly born in the Mediterranean. In 2018, Mark was awarded with the CVC Young Innovator Award, and in 2019, he was recognized by Forbes as one of the 100 most creative people in business. In 2020, Mark has been recognized as the best entrepreneur of the year by the magazine Emprendedores and AIJEC. In 2021, Mark and Bernard were on the 100 other fortunes of Forbes for their positive impact on the world. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing the plant-based food movement that is addressing the detrimental impacts of the meat industry and how to constructively respond to opposition and create long-lasting shifts in the ideologies and thought processes of people. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really exciting to have you here. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Thank you very much. Excellent. So to start off, Mark, could you please just share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in social enterprise and impact? I see a continuity of motivations that I had since I was a teenager. Because of different experience, the concept of justice is really important for me. I want to dedicate my life to try to create a world where there is more pleasure and less suffering, more equality and more justice. And I end up in social entrepreneurship because of a road about asking myself, how can I have more scalable impact? From there, when the motivation to create Eura. When I was already 15 years old, I started in social activism in the student movements. And there I met people that was already in the university that were vegetarian and vegan. And it made a lot of sense to me. So I started to 
do activism as well in environment and animal rights. And I even dropped out of high school before finishing to dedicate all my time and energy to animal rights activism. When I was 18 years old, I was leading an international animal rights organization in Catalonia, where I live in Spain. And we were doing a lot of consciousness, awareness, and civil disobedience. I was leading undercover investigations. I went into hundreds of farms and slaughterhouses to record and show to the world the situation. A lot of animals are living in farms. And that was a tipping point in my life because I, I realized that the whole food system was broken, not just for the animals and the planet, but also for our health and the people working in that system. And that we should find ways in order to make obsolete this way of producing proteins. And that's what motivated me to go and start Eura, that most of the people that I talked to agreed that we needed a change, but they were lacking better options in the market. That's the motivation that sparked starting social entrepreneurship. Powerful motivation. That's very fascinating to hear. Thank you for sharing that, Mark. And you just touched on it that you're the founder of the plant-based food enterprise, Sure Foods. So can you please share a bit more about this organization and then some of the key lessons that you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey? The other co-founder, we started Eura and we say, you know, that we are a purpose turned into company. We have a clear mission about how to accelerate a protein transition, you know, in the same way that we are going towards an energy industry that will be more clean or transport industry that, that will be more clean. We need the same in the food industry. We are not aware that the food industry is responsible of 35% of global greenhouse emissions and just livestock itself contributes more to, to the climate crisis than the whole transportation system. And that's because of the magnitude of the whole problem. In Eura Foods, we want to accelerate a protein transition and we do that through two things. One is consciousness, we are good rebels, we are non-conformists, and we want to boost non-conformists into people and empower them to change the world, giving them information, but also solutions in terms of products that will be successors to the current animal products. Wow, it's a really interesting mission there. And as you said before, there's obviously that really strong sense of purpose behind the organization, but then also how you've chosen to make that change through Hero Foods is really interesting using that social business structure as a bit more of that mechanism. It's really fascinating. And also you touched on there all of these negative impacts of the meat industry, which is becoming a bit more well-known to people and the public, wherever that's the greenhouse gas emissions or the transport costs or all of these other crazy things on a global scale. But how do plant-based alternatives, how can they specifically in the market address these issues? They are one of the best levers in order to transform the way that we are thinking, producing and consuming animal products. At the end, there is a huge thing here to take into account. The human population is growing and the demand for animal products is growing, but also using animals as means to get proteins or food products, it's the worst way possible for all the stakeholders involved. No? One of the big challenges here is that we are consuming so much quantity that there are 10 times more animals living in farms than humans living in the planet. Mm -hmm. It's interesting wow. that when you look at mammals, only 4% 
are living into the wild. The rest are farm animals and humans. There is a point here about the pizza model that doesn't make any sense. Imagine that you put $50 into a bank and when you withdraw your money, you only take one. You will think that you are being robbed and it wouldn't make any sense. That's what more or less is happening every time that we are feeding animals. For example, cows need 50 calories of food only to take out one looking at animals as much as machines. This inefficiency of resources create huge problems. At the end, animal agriculture is the leading cause of mm. deforestation, of biodiversity loss, of groundwater contamination, and also to antibiotic resistance. World Health Experts says that it can be a problem for future health crises. No? Here where I live in Catalonia, there are more pigs living than humans, and 68% of groundwater is contaminated. So at, wow. at, at the end, we have a, a problem here. The magnitude of the problem is so big and the model is so inefficient that what we have been doing is scaling a problem in, in, instead of looking at better solutions. And it's interesting that when you look at the bigger industries in the world, they are started with animals. No? In transportation, we used to use horses and then move to cars and now we are going to electrification of those cars. In energy, for example, we started using animals as well. When we went to how we lighten up cities before 300 years ago, we were using whale oil in order to do that before we discovered kerosene. And now we are using renewables in order to solve that. When it goes to telecommunications, we started with pigeons. Mm. And and, and then right now, the way that we communicate is totally digitally. When it comes to proteins, we scaled up the problem, but we can go directly to the primary source, to the elements that are in nature and get directly meat products. And that's the amazing solution that they represent. That it's a better way to make sure that everyone can keep eating meat, but also do it in a way that takes into account our health, the planet and the animals, where everybody can win with an act of consumption. That is absolutely fascinating. And the scale of that issue, I really didn't have any idea. And it's even more extensive than I could ever have imagined. And it's amazing that you guys are intervening and you're making that change there. And especially when you tied it into all of those historical examples as well of people using business as a means to fulfill a social mission. Thank you for sharing that with our audience, Mark. When you're running a business to do with something like providing this protein alternative, right? Alternative to meat. In the past, you've probably experienced negative reactions and people who oppose those core ideologies of Hero Foods and your company. So how do you, as an entrepreneur, respond to this opposition, behaviors and these trends that are ingrained in society that are trying to push back against your idea to help people move towards a more sustainable future. Taking into account the last question, it's all about the system and a piece of data that I didn't mention that I think that it's relevant also to take into account magnitude is that we are using more than 80% of the agricultural land to feed animals but we only are taking 18% of the calories as humans from that. So that doesn't make any sense. With all that context, the reason why I decided to act through a company as a vehicle of change and through consumption is to understand that here we don't have to blame people, but change the system and empower people to do that. That's really relevant. At the end, when you go to restaurants or supermarkets and you don't have better options of consumption, you are asking a big effort 
two yeah. people. There is a dream. How to make obsolete the problem, creating better offer and empower people in the way to know, know why that is important. For sure, there are a lot of status quo forces like the current and incumbent meat industry that at, at the end, because of inertia, they create value chains that are totally outdated with the goals that we have this 21st century. But the way that we look at it is we want to be a light and a spark of hope towards the future. Put an example of how to create value chains that take into account all the stakeholders and place things in the center of the value proposition that normally are not there. Put in the center of the value proposition, the environment, the animals, or health, the social interests. And that's the part of transformation. And if we do that and scale that, the impact can be huge. And we dream about how we can create value chains that are climate positive, that every consumer goods is not just minimum damage, but can be good. And this can be built. I really love that explanation. That's great. And starting there with that system and then moving into the creation of value chains, just lots of amazing insights there for our audience. Thank you. And where in the future for other entrepreneurs or even for yourself might be looking at branching out into other areas, but where do you believe there are opportunities for people who are social impact and business-minded to create change and deliver positive outcomes on a global scale? At the end, the problem is a normal challenge that we are facing this century with the climate crisis. There are a lot of big questions that how we make sure that, that we get sustainable energy to power ourselves, how we are able to feed the world in a way that we don't destroy the planet and other stakeholders. Problems are so big, then therefore there are a lot of opportunities for taking action from value chains that have to be built to solve those problems. I lean towards a lot consumer goods because these are actions that we are doing, for example, eating from three to five times a day that are super entrenched in our habits and therefore the impact that they have on the planet are astonishing. There are a lot of opportunities of creating better value change in consumer goods. And this perspective no, about how in the industrialization, we only have been thinking about satisfying demand and just bringing more offer for new demand. But we haven't thought much about how should be fulfilled this demand, how value chains have to be created in order to put in the value proposition in the center of the value proposition everything that matters. And that's where a lot of opportunities are. A few really good observations there, Mark. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we're moving in actually towards the end of our interview now. And I just have two questions left just to ask you quickly. And the first of those is what inspiring project or initiatives have you seen recently in your work that are creating a positive social change themselves? Projects like Patagonia always inspired me. But at the end, there is this main point that I'm repeating that normally just in companies that there are the products or what they sell and then the social responsibility activities. Companies that are integrating really well in the value proposition, the solution to everything that they talk about, those are the ones that inspire me. And in Barcelona, for example, there is a company called 011H that they are creating climate positive buildings and they are changing the whole value chain in order to find the right materials and the right processes to make sure that each building contributes to a better planet. Companies are thinking in these terms and challenging the whole way of thinking about how to create something are super inspiring to me. 
That's absolutely fantastic. And it sounds like a great organization as well, creating some positive impacts there. And finally, what books or resources would you recommend for our listeners to check out? There's a book that I normally recommend that is Man's Search for Meaning from Viktor Frankl, where mm. there, there is at the end this big idea of the power of purpose. When you have a big why, you can almost endure anyhow. And I think that's powerful. No? In, in a world where sometimes feel isolated and little towards big problems, like really feel empowered to gather with more people to act on the dreams. I think that it's one of the most important ideas to push. That's the big idea behind Eura, no? the non-conformism of understanding that if we act on something that we dream, we can make a change. Beautiful recommendation, a really fantastic book there. And all of the organizations, enterprises, entrepreneurs, causes, and books and resources just that we talked about there, all of those that you mentioned throughout the podcast, they will be linked in at the end of the article. So once people have either had a listen to us, have this conversation, or they've read through the article on the Impact Boom website, they'll be able to click on through, check all of those out, and get a bit more information, inspiration. So just want to say, on behalf of Impact Boom, Mark, we've reached the end of our interview. So thank you so much for making the time to have a chat with us and to share some of these insights that you have from your work with Hero. You're doing some amazing stuff and coming from that activism background and now moving into this entrepreneurship space and the impact you're creating is amazing. It's really fantastic to see and we just can't wait to see more of your work in the future. So all the best and wish you luck. Thank you very much for listening to us and share our voice with the world. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.